Gold Podcast. This is Court. And this is Ashley. And we're coming at you live from Boston on a nice, cozy, rainy Sunday. Yeah, I really wasn't expecting the rain today, but it's been such a vibe. It really has been. I'm happy it held out from yesterday. Yes. Oh, that's a good update. Actually, let's just jump right into that. Let's do it. Yesterday, we went to support our new friend, McKenna. She owns a sustainable athleisure brand called CV, and the quality of the materials is so nice, but that's for a whole, like, you should check it out for sure, but she hosted an event at Tall Ship, and she had two-tone training, bespoke yoga sessions, so we showed up in all, like, workout gear. We did a workout, like a hit class. Mm-hmm. And then we also did a yoga session and then we got to shop the new drop. Yeah, she just released a coast to coast collection. Y'all have to go check it out if it's still up by the time that this episode comes out. But it's like the most beautiful colorways. She has biker shorts, like leggings with a little flare and a slit at the bottom. And it's like seafoam green and navy blue. It's just gorgeous. And the premise of her brand is just like saving the oceans in making these products. So everything is made from recycled water bottles, which is just like, I can't even wrap my head around, but ethically sourced and everything. So 10 out of 10 brand, 10 out of 10 person behind it. And then that event yesterday was like so intentional and perfect. Like we need to do one of those ourselves one day. Absolutely. Yeah. And the just being inspo. outside. Like, oh, it was yeah. perfect. And it was she had chilly. such a good turnout. Turn wow. <laughs> she had such a good turnout. And even though the weather wasn't like sunny and shining, like thank God it just didn't rain. Yeah. So that was a perfect catch up. You have some other exciting news to share. Yes, I do. So I officially go by Auntie Ash now. <laughs> Um, Joe's brother and sister-in-law had a baby. Joe and I actually just came from visiting with Izzy right before this recording session. So it's just been so fun. I've never held a baby before. Mm-hmm. Um, like think, that statement alone, it's just crazy to me. But I, you're not alone is in it, that. Like, yeah, is other it normal people. for people to hold babies? Like, I, I don't know. I think so. People with big families, I would say. There's never been a baby in the family. So I don't know whose baby I would hold. Are you enlightened now? Like, do you have baby fever? Do you have no. a newfound appreciation? No. Okay. <laughs> do I have baby fever? No. No shot. They're they're telling me about their sleep schedule. The baby has to eat every two hours. That means they literally do not get one full night of sleep. And it's been... In this current moment right now, it's been two weeks since the baby's born. Yeah. They haven't had a full night's sleep. Yeah. Plus, if you're the mother, you literally have to feed the child. So, like, even if it's dad's turn to deal with the crying baby, like, it relies on you. Yeah. So, no. I wouldn't say I'm (laughs) craving that. Absolutely not. Here's the thing, guys. We're getting into baby talk here. Um, I don't love children. Like, young children... The only time, again, I've really been around them is in public when there's like a screaming child on a plane or somebody's throwing a little temper tantrum like in public at a restaurant and person. I don't know who that tickles the fancy of anybody, but (laughs) definitely doesn't tickle my fancy. So 
with this though i mean izzy's perfect i haven't even seen her cry like she i hold her in my arm she has a little smile on her face like she's precious and adorable and perfect and i'm just excited to be the auntie that spoils her yeah well at least she's gonna be the one to like open you up into the thought of eventually having children maybe yeah i mean i'm definitely gonna have babies and i'm waiting for that I'm not even waiting for that to like kick in. I'm in zero rush to have a child. Yeah. But I know I want a family one day and I am excited to like babysit. And I mean, even Dan and Kim have been like, oh, you guys like they've had, they've been able to practice on all of Kim's sisters. Yeah. Cause so this is the seventh like grandchild on That's her side so of the family. Crazy. Oh my God. So they're calling her lucky. <gasps> For seven, oh. yeah. Wait, and that's like Kim's literally you're lucky. How adorable is that? That's like so Joe and you too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my god, so true. Um, but yeah, so it is. It's just fun. It's also cool. I don't know if I know you've held babies and stuff, but have you ever had like a super close friend like have the baby? No, my cousin just had a baby like same week as Dan and Kim did, but I haven't met him yet. But I have not. And like when I met um, Matt's niece for the first time, like his goddaughter that we always like post on Instagram about because we're obsessed with her. She was like nine months when I met her. So I mean, she's I still have that like territorial like, oh, my goodness, like my first like baby that I'm like closest to, but not like that stage that you're experiencing now. But I will soon. Yeah. But even like Yes, about like it being small or whatever. Like, Joe and I, okay, also have to brag. Joe and I were the first people Izzy met in this world. That's so cool. We were the first ones to go visit her at the hospital. And that was just also a very cool, special moment. We were excited. We showed up with like Brico sandwiches because, you know, when you're pregnant, you can't have yes. deli meat. Um, but anyways, I asked that because it's so wild to see somebody that you're so close to, like, before having kids and then you literally see yeah. a human baby like a living thing yeah that they created and brought into this world yeah and it's like oh my god like you are you're literally responsible for that child <laughs> and it forever for like the next ever like yes, ever for ever. the next 20 years yeah so I it's just another it's not just some random person having a baby it's like, oh cute a baby but it just kind of hits you and it's like oh my god like this they created this human yeah and it's and living now it's with an, us. And now it's an extension of them. And it's going to be an extension of your life, too. Yeah, we have another family member, like, forever now. That's it's just so such wild. a crazy concept. And it got me thinking. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe I'm going to look at Courtney one day and be like, she's a mother. <laughs> like, she's literally responsible for her. I don't know. I'm rambling. But now that we're getting deep into it, yeah. this is Joe. And we have this conversation, like, constantly ever since we found out. Yeah. There was going to be a baby in no, the family. It's so wild. And it's just so crazy. And you go over and we'll see them like hold the baby and like they know what to do. But they also have no idea what they're doing no. as well. Yeah. We were talking about that. Like you just get sent home with a baby. Yeah. It's like, how are you supposed to know what to do with it? Yeah. I feel like I would, I'm going to have so much anxiety when I'm going through that. Like, how the hell do you know? I would be so scared. Mm -hmm. But yeah, even yesterday we were talking, me, you and Joe, about our aunts and uncles and our like cousins and people that experience us at that stage. Like I think about that all the time. My aunt is like, I was the first person to hold you exactly what you're saying. And like to know what that person is to me in my life. And now I am that to someone else. Like that's just a mind 
fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it really, really is. I have one more thing I want to brag yeah. about, and then I'll be done talking about the baby. Joe and I picked out her baby blanket, mm. and so every time we see her, she's wrapped in it. That's so and special. I hope that it's one of the baby blankets that when she grows up, she has to sleep with till she's like 10 or whatever. Yeah. I feel like everyone has a baby blanket, and I just really hope she continues to love ours because I want to cry every time <laughs> I think about it. Like, yes. Oh. Well, I'm really yeah. happy for you and yeah, Joe. Yeah, I'm excited and you're, too. You're growing family. Yeah, so cool. I had to fight for the auntie title. Joe didn't want to give it to me because obviously we're not married. Yeah, but I earned it. I guess I, the whole family was calling me auntie, of so it's course. fine. Yeah, it's not up to Joe. It's up to the parents of the child and like the surrounding family. Right. Exactly. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. I could go on about <laughs> Isabel. Um, See, but a that lot just more, makes but... me so happy because if I were to ever bring up that, like, I feel like you just wouldn't be able to empathize when I like yes. experienced like somewhat similar situation, and now you get it, and I think that's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It's really um, a milestone in my life. That is the turning point. Yeah. So no, it's not baby fever, but it's like, it's, yes. wow, I understand this concept of having children. Yeah. I think that's what I was going for in my question. Yeah. So nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Amazing. You have some exciting life updates as well. I do. I mean, it's just off the grid. Fully off the grid. I feel like I alluded to this on social media, but I really haven't shared anything about it. Um, essentially, I was sponsoring an event through work. And this event was a four-day technology detox in the middle of Washington with 45 strangers. <laughs> it was called Unique Camp. And basically this like female founder of a few different businesses at this point, but they all revolve around like entrepreneurships, creatives, like giving them spaces and opportunities to like connect and learn from one another. She started this thing called Unique Camp 13 years ago or something, and she had done it every single year, and the events in the past were, like, really large, like, between 200, 300 people. You basically sign up for this part business, part wellness retreat, and then she plans everything. You basically just book your flights, airfare, and pay a few thousand dollars to attend this experience. When I told you that I was going to this, were you like, what are you talking about? Yes, but I've also heard of these things before where you just kind of like go off and go off the grid for a couple and there's like classes and things. I don't know. I just, I couldn't even tell you what it would be called or where it would be, but I, for some reason, I just knew these (laughs) things existed. Yeah. Maybe because movies or like celebrities when they're like, I'm going to a wellness retreat. Like I feel like I've heard it in that sense. Yeah, well, never did I ever think I'd have the opportunity to attend one myself. So definitely grateful for that. But I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because I hate to say it, but like I really was enlightened. And I feel like there are kind of like takeaways and things that I want to implement into my life that like anyone could also implement into theirs, not having gone to the unique camp. Um, But to give you like a breakdown of like how it was set up, You basically sign up for sessions, just like you mentioned, and they were a lot more wellness focused than they were like business oriented. I took a couple like email marketing, like there was a session called networking is dead and it talks about like how to craft like deeper connections with people. Um, But a lot of it was like breath work, meditation, yoga, sound baths, 
uh, tapping into your inner child with like watercolor exploration. There was like a dance class, an improv class. Did not take either of those. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I would have loved to see you do a dance class. Guys, the whole point of that is like the the camp experience is to get yourself out of your comfort zone. And I was doing a lot. I just like couldn't add those extra things to it. But I was basically just like zen for four days. Like didn't have to worry about looking at my phone and seeing like Slack notifications or emails that I had to deal with. I didn't have to... I didn't know what to do before a bed, honestly, because I typically Wait, did you like say doom scroll. That your phone was taken away. I said technology detox, but I guess I could clarify. They yeah. took away your technology for four days, confiscating all of your technology. So wild. So no phones, <laughs> no iPad, no screen of any sort. How typical is it that you can just completely disconnect? Oh my god, it's so difficult. I think even when I go on vacation, like I have to have my phone for work. Yeah. Like just in case something happens. Yeah. So that's another cool opportunity that this was done through work through for work. you. So oh my your God. work knows like, oh, sorry, like I'm off the grid. And we just had to remind ourselves, we are not surgeons. We're not saving people's lives. We are Thank marketing Say it girlies. Louder. I'm a rainbow marketing girlie. Nothing, <laughs> nothing bad is happening if I don't answer a message within a certain time frame for the most part. Maybe there are products every now and again that you are super time sensitive, but for the most part, the world's not going to end. And that was a beautiful reminder of that. Things that I'm taking away from it and what I feel like is fun to share. Specifically my phone, what I've been doing since I've gotten back that's like actually helped so much is not looking at my phone until like lunchtime outside of like maybe music at the gym or something. Like really not like scrolling on social media for the first time until lunch and then putting my phone away after dinner so that like I just don't catch myself and those doom scrolls. And it's so simple. We talk about time blocking all the time actually just doing it I feel like I've already seen such an impact in some of the people that I met at camp they there were so many like niche careers that I never would have thought of and it was fun to learn that people started in a software developer role a marketing corporate role and it just kind of got me excited about the pivots that are yet to happen in life and the fact that you can really choose how you spend your day-to-day and your job. For example, this girl is a career astrologist. Have you ever heard of that? No, not until you told me about it. <laughs> This girl, she honestly really high up at like an ad agency for years. She was like, this is just simply not filling my cup. She started doing yoga on the side, got like a teacher training as she was still working and eventually found an interest in astrology through that spiritual kind of path that she was exploring with yoga. And now she like has a guide and like courses that teach you how to get a career or work in something that's most aligned to like your zodiac sign. That's just sometimes so refreshing to hear (laughs) I need to take a step back. Sometimes I do. I feel like I'm stuck in my career. Like, this is what I have to do. Not stuck. Like, I like my job right now. But if I, someone were to ask me, oh, like, what's your dream job? Like, if you were to lose your job tomorrow, like, what would you do? Would you do the same thing? And I'm like, I don't really know. Like, would I do the same thing? I think I just like what I do because I like my company. Yeah. If I had to start all over, I don't really know. Like, what else is out there? And it's so crazy to hear that people can have careers in these specific niche unheard of 
areas. Yeah. No, it's honestly mind-blowing. And the final takeaway is how badly people are craving connection in this world. People either have small circles or like want to expand and like get to know people on a deeper meaning because it's not necessarily happening in like your everyday life. It's not. It's so hard to find and foster new connections with people. I think that is so freaking cool that you got to be surrounded by so many people that are literally paying to, to make con- connection yeah. with people around them. That just kind of takes that stress level off of, oh, can I approach this person? Do they want to talk to me? It's like they're yes. literally there to connect. Yeah. Whereas in your everyday life, you don't know if you're bothering somebody. You don't know if they're just being nice. When is the appropriate time? Who is even a good match for Seriously. a connection with you? It is. It's definitely an issue. That is why we're really talking about today's topic, which is finding beauty in a small circle and making sure that you have those deeper connections with people around you. Today, we want to talk about the importance of fostering great connections in your life and more specifically, why having a small circle is amazing. Yeah. I think there's this big idea that, oh, I'm so jealous. Like these girls have a huge friend group and they're always doing these things together. And oh, everyone's still close with their friends from high school. Yeah. And they're still a core group today, even in their young adult world. And it can be easy to be, become jealous and envy those people for that when in reality it's actually not nearly as good as having a small circle a life hack is to keep your circle small (laughs) yes no truly uh, that is a life hack right and honestly if you rewind a couple episodes I feel like prior to summer we were like we need to make more friends we need a bigger friend group like we want to meet new people not saying we don't want I do still want to meet new people but we we would openly talk about how we want to have more of an established group and like have a large travel group or something that wants to go places. And I don't know. I think more recently we've just been talking about actually we have it pretty dang good. Yeah. Well, I think it's because it's so hard to connect with people to a deeper level the older that you get. So when you meet new people out or you try to reconnect with people that you maybe once had a different relationship with, a lot of the conversations and relationships feel surface level. And so you're like, wait, I don't want a bunch of people with surface level relationships with. And like, it's just naturally harder to find like those synergies or those environments where you could become vulnerable with people that sometimes I'm like, wait, like, We have it so good. So good. I've been seeing stuff on TikTok recently of like, you're so lucky if you have like one person in your life that you can call like your person that's outside of a family member or a spouse. And it's so true because like not everyone in this world necessarily has that. And also you said something earlier about schools. Think about how we were raised in middle school, high school, The coolest people, I'm putting this in air quotation marks if y'all are just listening, were always the people that had the most friends. So naturally, psychologically, you're going to assume that in order to, I don't know, stay relevant, have some sort of cool factor to you, which does not mean as much as you get older, you need to be surrounded by people and your circle needs to be bigger. But what people don't necessarily think about is like how our 
how quality are those relationships? Like that is like a quantity versus quality mindset. Whereas Mm -hmm. a small circle is quality over quantity, which is so much better for some people. And I think we're in this boat. We're coming to terms with having a small circle. Like even a few episodes ago, we might've been saying something that completely contradicts this whole, (laughs) this whole premise. But as you get older and your relationships evolve and you come more into yourself and you're being pulled in different directions from your family, from your partner's family, from work, like you just naturally have to be more intentional and protective of your time and energy. So that causes a small circle and people just don't talk about it enough. Or you're someone who maybe has had a small circle like their whole lives and either you've been okay with it or maybe you've always kind of yearned for a bigger circle or yearned for that one person So we're going to talk about like what that small circle necessarily consists of and the beauty of a small circle. So to kick us off, just so we're all on the same page here, what exactly is the definition of a small circle? Essentially just the smaller version of a really large friend group, but it's deeper than that. Like we'll, we'll go into like some examples. So could be a best friend. Yeah. So me and Courtney. Yeah. Courtney and I, that is my whole small circle. (laughs) Kidding, kidding. Not really, but a little bit. (laughs) I think obviously close friends is the first thing that comes to mind. And then secondly would be your significant other is another huge piece of your quote small circle. Yeah. A parent or like a relative. Some people have like an aunt that is not necessarily a blood related aunt, but someone that they can always go to if they need advice or just need someone to confide in. And then also this could be a friend. This could not more of like a mentor, but someone that really inspires you and is someone that you can turn to when you're talking about something like professionally or just someone that you aspire to be is always the, an archetype that you should have close to you to make sure that you're motivated to be your best self. Yeah, I love that. And then also back to the friendship thing is so you can have a best friend in your life constantly, but also, at least in my small circle, is there's people from high school that I'm still really close with that I don't talk to on the day-to-day, but I can call up and check in, and like I know if shit yeah. hits the fan, there are people I can rely on. Yeah. Isn't that like a beautiful thing? Like so There beautiful. are childhood friends or family friends or just people that have been in your life for so long that you just you know they'll always be there because they've experienced so much life with you, even if you haven't seen each other in months or years or however long it'll be. That's a certain type of friendship that you'll never replace. I also think, so you and I, we've talked about this before. We're both very low maintenance friends. Yeah. In the sense that we don't need somebody to constantly, while we do probably text most days, if I didn't talk to you for a week, like we'd be fine. And like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, she must be busy. She'll talk to me soon. And then, like when you get home, we'll like catch up as if nothing happened. I think there's people out there. I, I don't know anyone, to be honest. <laughs> Nobody that's close to me could be like this because I just don't think we would mesh well. But when they're best friends with somebody, they're like attached at the hip and like need constant communication. Yeah. So I think that's a quality that you and I value a lot just having busy lives and a lot of important people. Yeah. It's impossible to take care of yourself and to also give that much energy to somebody else. Exactly. That's the beauty of having someone that close that understands you that deeply. It's like, they're not going to be offended by something like that. Yeah. Wait, I just had another um, type of small circle friend that came into mind. I think a coworker. Yes. That is like your coworker, your close friend. Yes. Your work wife, if you will. Um, 
I think that is kind of a, a key factor in having a great small circle. Seriously. Um, Cause then you have somebody that can relate to you in every sense, relationship, friendship, family, like past life, current life, future life for that inspiration person. Yeah. And then also work. But if you have like any of these elements, like this, which this is what would make up your small circle. Yes. And then on that same note, your small circle doesn't have to be best friends with each other. Yes. So the, I feel like that's a really big distinction yeah. in what you might think is a small circle and like what we're talking about when we say small circle. Yeah. It's not a small friend group. It's like your individual circle of people, your web of people in your life. Yes. Love it. Should we get into why it's so beautiful? Absolutely. First on my list is you can be your truest self. You don't have to think about, oh, like, is this going to offend someone if I say this? Or are they not going to find this funny? Or is this sharing too much? Like, these people are going to deeply understand you to your core and love you for whatever that core is. And that is something that you cannot just find in, like, an everyday acquaintance. So in being your truest self, you're going to be loved and accepted always. And that's, again, such a beautiful thing. It is so hard to be somebody or try to cover up parts of yourself or have to filter yourself when you're just trying to relax and enjoy a moment. That's so much extra effort. And it also takes a really long time to build that. Yes. You're not going to just meet somebody on the street and then the next day you're going to feel like you can let all of your walls down. I will say there are some cases where... You'll, you meet someone and for whatever reason, also in dating, it mm-hmm. feels like you've known someone for a really long time and you can automatically That's be true. comfortable. I think it maybe happens. It takes longer to happen in like a platonic friendship relationship maybe than it would like a partner. Um, but they are very rare. So if you have someone like that in your life, like really appreciate them because typically it takes work. But if you're lucky, you might stumble upon it one day. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Now I kind of want to contradict myself because after (laughs) you just said that, I kind of think it is kind of like a spark, even with platonic. It is. I think like when I met you, I feel like we hit it off pretty instantly. I think of Gab. We literally met one night at school and we were best friends ever since. Yeah. Like immediately. It just makes sense. And then I think of my Gab from home. We met in fourth grade. We were having a sleepover like the next day. Yeah. And so I think I want to take it back. No, I think it's just not every person that you're going to meet. You're going to feel that with. Yes. So I guess the point is, is that it's rare. Yes. And you got to, you got to look for it. Exactly. Yes. And when you, when you find it, hold on to it. Yes. And put work into it to make sure that. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Don't, (laughs) don't let it slip by. (laughs) What's really cool too is like. In knowing that, you're also recognizing that there are people in this world that you have yet to meet that might have that with you. Crazy concept. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my first one is you have deeper connections. If you go out to dinner with a group of 10 girls, mm-hmm. you're probably only having like surface level conversation Or you end up talking across the table with like the two that are right next to you. And maybe you get like two or three levels deeper. Yeah. But it is nearly impossible to have a deep connection with every single person in a large group. 
Whereas when you have like a group of two, three people that you're close with, everyone can almost be involved in those conversations. Yeah. And then they're going to get to know you more and remember more that you share because they weren't having a conversation with 10 other people that night. Yeah. It's like, oh, we went out to dinner and there was four of us. Like we're all intentionally listening to each other and learning and remembering and then following up in the future it's really hard when you're in big groups or even if it's one-on-ones right if you are going out to dinner catching up with a friend that you also know is seeing 15 other people like they have a super busy social life I think about like my past self I literally would not be able to remember a lot of the people's life updates because my circle was really large. Yeah. And but it wasn't deep. Yeah. There weren't a lot of deep connections. And over the past three years out of school, the people that I have a deeper connection with are the ones I see more now. And the ones that are more I don't know, acquaintances or just regular friendships, just not in my close circle. I'll see them here and there, but I'm not exerting so much of my energy into those. I'm pouring my energy into the people that are closest to me, those that are in my inner circle. Yeah. And it makes me feel better and it, I can be a better friend to them. And ultimately the connections are deeper. Yeah. I love what you just said because not everyone needs to have a small circle but they need to have an inner circle. So it's not like you can only entertain like five or six people in your life. It's just that you have different people in your life for different reasons. And it's important to put your most energy towards that inner circle. And then you have other layers of friendships that you can have and you can see and participate in whenever you want, which I think is like, there's a layered effect to it, which is really cool. And that's a way that you can have a lot of acquaintances and still get invited to a lot of weddings later on in life and like have different people for different reasons. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, I have a big ass like circle of friends, like good for you. Like that's actually great if you feel like that's something that you love and value, but just be sure to cherish those like inner friends as well so that you have those deep connections in your life as well. Yeah. Another point that just came up in my head when you were saying that is I used to, so I still have all of those same people that were in my life three years ago, but I, the difference is I used to try to have a deep connection with all of them. Yeah. And now I've realized that I don't need to have a super deep emotional, like soul crushing conversation with every person I grabbed dinner with. Exactly. It's totally fine and completely normal and honestly encouraged to be able to go out to dinner with some people and have it just be surface level. Yeah. Or even maybe it's you have somebody that you talk about that you go to the bar with. That's your going out friend. You have another person that you stay in and you like to do activities because they're your crafty friend that makes you feel like a little kid. And then you have somebody... (laughs) Courtney that I call when my world is crumbling and I'm like okay I'm having a really tough day like I really need you here I don't need to have that same relationship over and over again I have different people for different things exactly so another pro is like you don't need to have forced interactions with these people and you don't need to entertain so people within your inner circle you can literally invite over to be a mush on the couch all day and barely speak two words to one another you just have comfort in physically being with each other and then occasionally making comments or like having someone to talk with things about whenever you care to um 
And I just think that is also something that's hard to find. So when you have it, you really need to cherish it. I agree. There's nothing worse than like having a friend that you're like, oh my goodness, like this person is staying with me for the next five days and like, or she's coming over or whatever. Like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to talk about? Like with these people, it's just, you can literally do nothing and it'd be the best time, the best day ever. Yeah. I forget about this sometimes, but I mean, obviously my sister, like we're family. We've spent, like you said earlier, they're the person that you spend the most life with yeah in all stages I have so much freaking fun shopping with her like yeah. me Morgan and Joe will go shopping and we are obviously just so comfortable with each other she's like I'm done in this store like I'm ready to go speed it up and she just like says what's on her mind and I can do the same yes and then I don't know it's just like the easy comfort. and fun like we'll get in the car and, like, she, her and Joe don't feel the need to make conversation together. They're not trying to impress each other. No. We're not trying to impress each other. We just sit in silence. Occasionally, we'll say something, something unfiltered. Yeah. And it's just, like, you don't have to worry about, who are they having a good time? Exactly. It's like, well, if she's not having a good time, she's going to go. Exactly. And she'll tell me. It makes life easy. Because your, your friends are supposed to be that for you. They're not supposed to add pressure to your life. They're not supposed to, like, make you work. It should just be low maintenance. Yes. Another amazing quality about having an inner circle is you're constantly encouraged to become a better version of yourself and personal growth is something that you're always kind of improving on. Whereas again, I'm going to use the French, the large friend group example. If you have a friend group of 10 people that you're seeing every weekend, how often are you really getting, I think it kind of goes back to those deep conversations about what do you want out of life? What, what are your goals? Yeah. What are you working towards? What's your dream life? Like how often are you realistically having, I'm just picturing like my friend group from high school, all of us in one room, if we were still all going out together every single weekend, having the same conversations, like how much am I really going to be encouraged to grow and like reach my goals? Yeah. Probably not a lot. It's so true. <laughs> Whereas when you're having that one-on-one -on -one time or you have people that know you to your core, they'll check in on you. They'll be like, hey, like, how is this goal coming along for you? Yeah. How are you feeling about this? Oh, I remember you told me you wanted to try this. Like, did you, Are you still going to uh, try pottery? Yeah. That's something you and Joe will probably bring up to me if I never try. Like, oh, like, you've been saying that for a while. You should do that. I don't know if pottery was a personal growth experience, but <laughs> my point know is what, what I'm mean. trying to say, yeah, is you're constantly being pushed yeah. to better yourself. Another one is just like the innate trust and loyalty and like not having to question anyone's intentions and just knowing that like whatever you share with this person is going to be like kept safe. And I think there's just like a level of sometimes toxicity and competitiveness within like friendships especially like distant ones that you don't have this deeper connection with and so that is just something you never have to worry about like ever and just the reliability that comes with having people that are loyal to you and that you can also trust with no matter what comes up because I mean friendships and connections and relationships with people in your life all comes down to can, are you going to be there for me? Yeah. So having that trust and loyalty is huge. Yeah. Just, oh, 
such a stress reliever. Yeah. And just having people that you can call whenever you need, like <laughs> Matt was away this weekend and I wanted to dabble into some Schweed. And I was just getting paranoid in my head. What if I have this gummy and I freak out? No one's here to save me. So before I left, I was like, Ashley and Joe, have your phone on. Because <laughs> if, if something goes you. wrong, I really, I'm really going to need you. <laughs> but like something so silly. It could be something so big, like a dramatic life event that like you have someone that you can trust and you can depend on. Or it could be something so ridiculous like that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a fun example. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, another one that I really like about having people in my close circle is there's less pressure to do things you don't want to do. Oh so gosh. I kind of mentioned this in the example with shopping with my sister. If she's not having a good time, like she's going to go. Um, if you and Matt invite me to a concert that I don't want to go to, I'm going to be like, I don't want to go to the concert. Like, and it's no hard feelings. I'm not going to have FOMO. It'll be fine. Like you guys are going to do what you're going to do. And I'm going to do what I want to do. If all of your friends are going to a concert, let's say Mm -hmm. you're probably less likely to pass up on the concert, no matter how much you don't want to go to it. Yeah. FOMO is going to kick in FOMO. There's just less pressure to do things that you don't want to do. It's so true. It's like you're protecting your own peace by like hanging out with the people that you want to hang out with, but you're also protecting your own peace from like experiences that you don't care to involve yourself in. I've honestly never thought of it like that, but it's like, yeah, you are in complete control of the people you hang out with and through that, like how you live your life and the things that you do. Yeah. Another one would be privacy. So kind of what I said earlier, when I was going out and trying to have inner circle relationships with so many people, I was sharing intimate details of my life (laughs) with people that I really did. They didn't need to know those things. They didn't earn that. No, not at all. They didn't earn those stories that that (laughs) access into my mind and what I'm thinking, what I'm spiraling about. So the beauty of having an inner circle is your privacy stays within those trusted, those loyal people. Yeah. You're not just, yeah, you know, and honestly, I'm on this mic right now. I overshare always. (laughs) So you guys can only imagine like what I'm sharing with people when I'm actually fostering deep connections. It's so true. Do you ever think about that? Like the amount of people that just like know little details about your life for just like stories, but like they don't actually know you to your core, but they have like people have like this made up persona of everyone. Even like walking down the street, I'm like, oh yeah, I think I know exactly who that person is. Like kind of like judging book by its cover. Yeah. But like having bits of a story without the full story. Yeah. No, 100%. That's so crazy. It is so crazy because I feel like I could tell you those same details, but it would just make sense like a puzzle in your head because you know me to my core. Yes. But yeah, all these other people, they don't know 90% of like what you know and I'm I could be sharing a similar story and it's like why are we doing that exactly protect your privacy please <laughs> thank you and final one to really close us out is we should just really be focusing on quality over quantity I feel like we've kind of everything we've shared has kind of all roads have led to that it's like It's not about the amount of people in your life or how big your circle is if they're not like making you feel valued and making you feel like you have a safe space because 
that's pretty much like the end goal is having the people in your life that you can trust the people in the life that you can be your truest self with and that really care about you and where you're headed in life and at the end of the day that's honestly all you need yeah and I think the the final reminder is put your effort and energy and time into the people that you value the most that are eligible to be in your inner circle yeah because it's gonna your personal growth like we said you'll be able to trust like it brings away anxiety it reduces pressure like everything we just said crafting your inner circle and having a true inner circle that you can rely on will make you not only happier but just yeah you're gonna live a better life if you surround yourself with great people exactly and that saying I feel like my parents have always said this to me my whole life which is you are who you surround yourself with. You can craft who you are by crafting the small group of people that you're really exerting your energy towards and vice versa. If you, for whatever reason, wouldn't feel excited to introduce one someone in your inner circle to somebody else, because that means it's a reflection of you, then maybe rethink that relationship a little bit and just make sure that You feel confident and everyone at the end of the day is making you feel good about yourself and about your life. Yeah. Honestly, one of the last things I'll say is just having extremely high quality people close to you is such a flex. (laughs) That is such a flex. That is so cool. I will take that any day over having a bunch of people in my life. Like, That is just something that I've been putting more energy and intention behind in recent years. And it's made me a more confident person. So true. And I rest my head on my pillow at night feeling really good about myself because of the people I have around me. That is so true. I love that. So all to say, if you happen to like not have a lot of people in your life, the grass is not greener. I'm yeah. here to tell you the grass is not no. greener. You don't need a lot of people. You just need a really great quality people in your life. And you'll be good to go. That's yeah. the purpose of saying this. Because I will say, like we alluded to in the beginning of this episode, Court and I were kind of going down that rabbit hole. We're like, we need to meet more people. Yeah. Like, we need more people in our life. And it's like, we barely have time to keep up with each other. Seriously. Let's just make sure the people that we have closest to us have a good friend like we just need to be a good friend to those great people exactly I love it me too well Illy thanks for being my closest friend yeah (laughs) thank you I'm very grateful for you and thanks to all of you for listening we hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and weekend please remember to rate review like subscribe share with the people in your inner circle yes And with that, that wraps up another episode. Yep. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.